This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good afternoon, St. Louis DGS and KMOX. Happy Tuesday to you. It's the last super hot day. Is yeah, it? It's like countdown to Christmas. Yeah. Tomorrow's, tomorrow's like... <laughs> Low 80s, yeah, which oh, is hot. Yeah, but it's Thursday. like the transitional day. Yeah, I'm so excited. How long until we're bitching because it's too cold? Oh, I I never bitch about being I don't too either. cold. I don't either. I really don't. Doesn't bother me. Mm-mm. I have days. coats. Mm-hmm. Couple days. <laughs> I've still never had the back window in my Jeep. Ten years, which sucks. Like when you go out at night when it's frigid mm-hmm. because the heater also doesn't work very well. I need to get them fixed. Um, I know uh, Rach has something like this on her sheet. I know people who kind of get off on not getting gas until they're past E. And I'm wow. kind of like that about the, the cold in the Jeep. Like when it's super cold at night and it's dark and I go out there and I start it and the heater doesn't kick on until I'm halfway home. Like, I'm cussing. But I keep driving it. It's been 10 years like that. Just keep driving it. Because... Especially with with COVID, when all the coffee shops were closed, so you had to sit outside, and which we did when it was four degrees. It's not unbearable to drive the Jeep when it's four no, degrees. No, it, I actually okay. So I'm weird about temperature, and yeah. so it's difficult to be too cold for me. Like mm-hmm. during the winter, my windows will be open all the time, like when I'm yeah. sleeping. And yeah. in the Jeep, it's delightful once the heater kicks in because yeah. you could roast a chicken with once it kicks in, it's really good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so having the back window open and having the heater going is perfect. But it just you know it's ten years old. Kind of like being one of those miles, like a hot spring in a yeah, cold environment. Go. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. I like that's that. Nice. I would um, much rather be cold and have airflow. Yep, <laughs> for sure, hundred percent. Stuffy and hot. I have yep. no reason to live. Nope. <laughs> what was your deal about it? About the well, I, usually I get gas when I'm at about a quarter of a tank, but today I pushed it and I only had two little like mine goes in little bars, and I yeah. only had two bars left, and I was like, oh, I am flying close to the sun here. <laughs> Is everyone oh. right out of gas? I've never run out of uh, gas. Me either. I've never run out. Terrified of it. But that uh, the counter, how many miles you have left yeah. to empty, it has been at zero a few Ooh. times. And yeah. it, oh my god, <laughs> I, I get like really nervous. <laughs> we had one. Uh, we were making the trip from here to Detroit to visit my parents, and we're going through Ohio because we're taking a map that says this is the fastest way. And I didn't look, and I looked down. I'm like, oh, that says forty <laughs> miles. 
And I have no idea where we are. Oh, no. <laughs> we, we ran into a place when we had eight miles left on that, which means you maybe had three. Yeah. Because those yeah. things are terribly inaccurate not when great. it gets low. Yeah. See, I assume it airs on the other side. Once oh, I, no. Once I hit E, I assume I have 30 to 40 miles Me left. too. No. Yeah. If, you, <laughs> if it says. I'm so far, so good. Right. I've not run into a, a car by any manufacturer yet that when it gets under, uh, that when that measurement says you have 50 miles or less. You drive one mile, it'll knock three off. I mean, you, it oh, goes yeah. really fast at the end. But that, but once you hit 40, it means nothing. Like 40 to zero happens in five minutes, yep, yep. but zero to empty, I know you can get at least <laughs> uh, 30 miles. I've, uh, ran, I've ran out out a couple times when I was young. The worst one was on the same day my dad said, make sure you got gas in it. It won't run on fumes. I'm like, shut up, old man. Yeah. And uh, about two hours later, I was calling him because yeah. I had ran out of gas. I did it. Oh, God. It had. It might have been like 15 years ago, but it was while I lived here. So I was on 70, and I was like trying to push it like, ah, I can make it. And then the car's like, no, you can't. <laughs> so the thing starts beeping, and I'm like, thankfully, thankfully, it was like a quarter of a mile from a ramp. And I just walked up the ramp to a gas station and went back. So it wasn't oh, that bad, but it was lucky. I wonder what they'll do with electric cars. Like, you know, with the, with a the gas man. thing, you just have a gas can and someone yeah. gets it and pours it in and you go. But do they have portable? I don't know, but that's part of why I don't want to have one until they figure that part out. Yep. Like, can I just go? Because they take, plus, the, I know it's going to get better, but obviously, you know, filling up a gas tank takes yeah. two minutes, three minutes. How long does it take to charge a car to full? Oh, I have a question. One of my I'm not a real man questions. Um, <laughs> my left blinker in back is out. You need fluid. <laughs> and I, I thought I've done this before. I thought I went to AutoZone mm-hmm. and said, like, hey, can you install this for me? And they're like, yeah, no problem. Did anyone know if that's still true? Uh, Unfortunately, it's to- that means it's totaled. Yeah. You also, Total loss. I like how you said this is my not a real man. Also, instead of saying, I like how instead of saving, saying driver and passenger side, you say left and right. Yeah. Because I, uh, you say driver and passenger. I learned but no, that they'll totally, like, they'll, they'll, they'll totally left. do that. That's like super well, that, easy. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, I'll flip me a little cash to do it. Just, <laughs> yeah. and I have to watch YouTube. Yeah. Then I'll get mad. Then no, I'll they'll do it. By, they, they can do it in like a minute. Yeah. Like yeah. They just have to go in through the, in it's my just car, always you just the judgment the and pop the thing yeah. out. You know, mm-hmm. it's <laughs> like walking into a men's section wearing a tube top. You know, they're all like, can I help you? <laughs> I, have, I, had, <laughs> I had a light come on the other day that I'd never seen before. Oh, it just said, what was it? It just said track off. Like TRAC, yeah, yeah, I don't know what that was. I'd never seen it before. Mm -hmm. That maintenance light, that's my buddy. He's there all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That one, that one, I know. Constant companion. Just remember, if he's blinking, it's bad. It wasn't blinking. Okay, I think it's just time for an oil change. But that track off light came on, and I, what the hell is that? What is track off? You probably hit the traction button. This, I don't think I don't his know. car has traction. Uh, yeah, I don't think so, man. This is why I'm well, so not happy. Anymore. It's off. <laughs> this whole topic is why I'm so happy that like Greg Damon's one of my best friends because obviously he's runs Sparks Tire and Auto, but he does the KMOX Auto Show and he knows everything. And I just go, Greg, you know I'm an idiot. Can you fix this? And he'll be like, Yep, got you taken care of, you moron. Yeah, it's well, nicer when you have the friend you can just go I, to as mm-hmm. opposed to like going yes. to a rando and being like, huh, I'm dumb. Well, the re- Dave, the reason why going back to the left, right, because I had a conversation with with the car dealership before. And I'm like, listen, my my headlights out. It's the left one. He's talking. He's like, okay. He's like, so which headlight is? I'm like, if you're looking at the car, it's if you're looking at the front of the car, it's on the right. So, but if you're in the car, it's on the left. He goes, so it's the driver's side. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> that would have been the easier way to say I mean, it, rather than describe your orientation. I don't know. I think, I think he's sort of the idiot that took him that many questions to figure that out. 
Yeah, why'd you need <laughs> both? It's a valid uh, question. I did both directions to Who's tell. left? <laughs> your your left or my left? I mean, is it me when I'm about to get it, hit? Everyone should get it. Like, I know is it me when it I'm is. getting hit by the car or when I'm in the car? Yes, <laughs> if you're getting hit by the car, Ooh. but you see it coming. <laughs> you ever seen anybody? Uh, you ever seen anybody get hit by a car? Yeah, like a, a yeah. pedestrian. Oh, I've seen the aftermath, but I've never seen it actually happen. I've I've watched a person roll over the top of a car. A car. No, oh. no, I didn't yeah. hit somebody. Yeah, I got it was, hit it was by in a car. college. It was really? you got hit by a car. Yeah, high school on my bike. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was I got it was a little bit lucky, but I was like going across a uh, entry exit from like a little strip mall. You know, people where it's like a gas station and stuff like that. And this guy pulled out in his truck and did not look to see if anybody was there. Oh, and I hit, but I hit the side of the truck, so I mm-hmm. hit the driver's side door. And my head went into the cab. Oh, my gosh. Thankfully, he had the window down. I mean, I almost headbutted this dude. I'm not even kidding. Like, it was this close. It was a couple inches from a headbutt on this guy and smashed the living crap out of his door. And you didn't even fall because you have a low center of gravity. You know what? I, I fell, but I was all right. He felt no fear. Yeah. No the whole, fear. The whole time. <laughs> well, there wasn't any time to be afraid. You just, <laughs> you you're like right, you're just like riding along, and all of a sudden, you're in some person's Right. I saw a guy on a... How did, you're he, in handle the driver's how did side. he handle that? He freaked out at first. He's like, oh, my God, are you okay? Are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I think I'm fine. He goes, all right, all right, all right. Good, good, good. I'm glad. I'm, and, uh, yeah, I'm fine. What's the big deal? Well, <laughs> seems to be the problem here. What's the big deal? I, I, I knew I was because nothing was really bad. The bike was a little, like, dinged, but nothing terrible. It was still rideable. But his door was just jacked. How fast was he going? Not no, he was he was coming out, so he wasn't like gassing it. He was trying to pull into traffic, but he literally pulled right in front of me as I yeah. was just riding along. It probably I mean I wasn't like hauling, but I was going pretty good. He just didn't look. I saw a guy boom. get nailed when he was riding like a one of those bird scooter or lime scooter. Oh, oh yeah, I've seen oh, that, that a couple times. Land, and he went like skidding across <gasps> the ground. Oof. Popped back up. Nothing. He was like. Oh. I'm good. Everything's you know fine. I'm like, wow. I'm not a, a doctor, champ. but having handled as many personal injury suits as I have, uh, one thing that was very common is that people get in an accident, they say they're fine, yes. and then later on they come yeah. back and say, my neck hurts. Yep. Which, of course, that. when you're a defense attorney, you're like, ah, you're faking it. But I think that happens a lot. That totally. Just shock and embarrassment. Totally. Adrenaline. And, yeah. Yeah, you, you see it every weekend in football. Every weekend in football, some guy thinks he's fine. He gets up, and then all of a sudden, he takes four steps. He's like, "Oh, I'm not fine." Yeah, like it happens because your your adrenaline is going so much, and you want to be fine. Mm-hmm. That's how I was with that car thing. I was like, "No, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine." Like I'm protesting so much, and then luckily I was. But I've seen that a million times where you think you're good, and all well, not only seen it but been there. Where I, I forget what it was. Oh, it was my knee. I, I injured my knee in college. I'm like, "No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine." And about five minutes later, I'm like, "Okay, it's not fine. I need to go to the doctor." Do you guys see, speaking of terrible accidents, that crazy thing that happened uh, where the lady was mowing the grass at a, sounds like a smallish airport, and a 70-year-old guy was landing, and he hit her in the head with the wing and killed her? Oh, my no. God. Which, I, the only way I guess that's possible is that she was cutting the grass right next to the runway. Yeah. And so he was landing, and then he saw her, and he tried to pull back up and hit her. Oh, oh. no. How She was only 27. So it has to be... I'm just trying to picture this. It had to be a small plane. Yeah, I'm sure it was like a Cessna. Because she, she's not going to be seven feet tall. Like, that seems like you would go yeah. under the wing. Yeah. That's weird. That's, That's really low. Yeah. Oh, it could be, though, just the angle coming in or trying to take off again, maybe? Ugh, that's terrible. Well, there was that skydiver that, uh, in, I think it was in France, this pilot was flying the plane. The skydiver jumped out. And as soon as the skydiver jumped out, the the pilot steered the plane oh, down, yeah, yeah, yeah. decapitated the oh, skydiver dude. with the wing of the plane. 
he's being tried in court and his actions. And I think his license had been suspended before that. So he's going to prison. But he he couldn't explain why after the guy jumped out, he dove mm-hmm. the plane down. He had to dive really hard to get him, wouldn't he? I don't this, know. This one got kind of weird. Yeah, yeah but still, kind of it's, yeah. <laughs> just trying to put that sure together. Did. So Maybe it's going like, to be nice I in heard. a couple days. Yeah. 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 Down in the 60s, I hear. Right. Yeah. Last really high hey, 60s. Yeah. How about those bears? And it uh, cut his head right off. And it all got decapitated. <laughs> it Leave it to one. Mark's scores. <laughs> we started off with the weather, and then it's yeah. grossness. We'll do, we'll do better. <laughs> 120 DGS. So I was checking in with uh, Phoebe at KU. I, I think I, parents will get this. Parents of college kids. Uh, all I wanted was for her to be happy. That's all I wanted. Just go to college. Don't be the kid who has a meltdown and wants to come home. Just, just be happy. Well, now she's too happy. Now she's just like, <laughs> she's like, I've never lived before. You know, like, like the first eighteen years she was at Shawshank or something. <laughs> Why were you keeping me prisoner? I know, but it's one of those things where you're like, oh my god, that's so great. Then you're like, well, it wasn't terrible. Was yeah. It? yeah, I mean, it can't be that much better. Her friends were calling her Kenobi. And you know how these things happen. And uh, evidently, the RA or someone was taking role the first day and called her Phoebe instead of Phoebe. <laughs> so now they Phoebe call her Phoebe One Kenobi. Kenobi. That's, that's solid. Wait, Isn't it? You never, really? never heard of Phoebe? Somebody, somebody called yeah. her Phoebe? Yeah. What the hell, man? Yeah. It's, not, it's a pretty that's, common name. Yeah. That's awesome. Isn't it? That's awesome. Phoebe. Yeah. Phoebe but you know what? Kenobi. Because it results in a good nickname, that's amazing. Right. Yeah, totally. It's like... <laughs> Fantastic! You gotta not. You gotta not say phobie. I mean, come on. <laughs> your only job is to like know these people's names. Yeah, no. It's like if you look at my life. It's like the. What's your name? Fiob. It's like the Key and Peele skit. Even in a Christ. My life and look at her life. And and it is so much better, and which is what I wanted. Like I had to steal someone else's nickname <laughs> and then get it. outed for it, <laughs> and she gets something awesome like Phoebe One Kenobi. <laughs> I mean, I'm like jealous. Oh, me too. That's how that's good so that is. Good. <laughs> Everyone's just like, hey, Kenobi. Good for them. <laughs> Those kids must all be on scholarship. They're smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of my childhood, I, this is going to, I don't know if anyone cares, but everyone has a memory like this. So I grew up in South Roxana, which is kind of the other side of the tracks. It just is. Um, and then north of us was Roxana, normal, uh, Rosewood Heights, fancy, Kendall Hill, fancy. And when I would take the bus home, you would go either north or south and you'd go like every other day. And so if we went north, You'd go through all the nice neighborhoods and let all the popular kids with their pumas out, and then you'd go to where you live. The other way, we'd go to where we live, and there was always judgment. You could just tell Mm -hmm. that, like, the Kendall Hill and Rosewood Heights kids were aghast. And, like, I, when you grow up, you don't know. And we, my dad was a union carpenter. They managed to save money. Like, we, we lived beneath our means. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just, I don't know what triggered that last night, but I was thinking about it. And I used to dread, like, the South days. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I just remember always thinking, like, oh, I hope we go north, north first so that, you know, people don't make comments and things like oh. that. Well, you know, I grew up in uh, Granite City, Dave, as you know. And we're, 
you can't leave town without uh, driving over tracks. So, like, the whole town is the other side of the tracks. Yeah. No, no. And, and it's <laughs> if, if you are, you know, you live in Edwardsville or Belleville and, you know, you say Granite City, those people are like, ooh, you're from Granite, huh? Also, Ro- let me just say, Rosewood Heights, they think their butts don't stink, and they are wrong. All right, I I totally know what you're talking about of Rosewood Heights looking down on everybody else. How did Rosewood Heights hurt you? <laughs> it's just incorrect. Everybody I've known, even people who like lived not in Rosewood Heights and then moved there, were like, "Oh no, we're not going to go to Alton. We live in we actually live in Rosewood Heights." Well, yeah, I'm it, like, yeah, okay, yeah. it sounds the, the funny fancy. Thing it's is not that it's all just you so have relative. One Mexican restaurant. That's it. I mean, even because <laughs> 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 yeah, Alton has like three Mexican restaurants. Yes, so. and they're all. Pretty good. <laughs> one, one, one's really good. The other two even, are okay. Even though, like, in what we do, because this will be going in my 24th year in a couple weeks, and I think it takes about a year, year and a half to turn into a total D-head where you think you're God's gift to whatever you do. And I was that uh, about a year and a half, two years in. And then I remember, think, thankfully, coming out of that and realizing how lucky I was just to have a job like this. And, and then... When I started doing national stuff, it's like, okay, you're number one in St. Louis. No one gives a rat's ass in Chicago. You're number one in Chicago. No one cares in New York. You're, you know what I mean? It's like there's the, the people who think they're a big deal, there's always someone oh, yeah. who's a bigger deal, whether it's just money or fame or beauty. Tr- there's always someone that can walk in the room and make you look silly. And we kind of talk about that, we too. We talk about that, yeah. Well, people think- from certain parts of this area. Yeah, certain parts of this area, but then even like Missouri. If you're very, very wealthy and you are cream of the crop in Missouri, okay, well, you're still in Missouri and anyone in California with money is going to say, ugh, Missouri. Yeah. And then even, it's just you, New York and then there's the super wealthy in Singapore and they're looking down on people in California. I mean, there is always someone higher up. So it's so bizarre to me yeah. that people try to assert themselves as better than another group of people. And when you live in those areas, so again, Granite City, when people used to talk about us, when I would hear how people talked about us from outside the area, my thought was, it's not bad here. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? You don't know anything. Get the hell out of here. I I loved the way I grew up with my friends. I mean, you know, you don't know anything else except what you see on television. I didn't know that kids were going to swimming pools and dances and and skate skating rinks and things like that. Uh, but I didn't care. I had my little little rascal squad, and we did our stuff yeah. and played sports and hung out. And yeah, I, w- I honestly wouldn't trade it. I agree. Me neither. Do you remember the first time you kind of became aware of some type of status symbol, like a name brand or whatever? Mm-hmm. Everything was like I like we would buy you know buy clothes at Target or wherever and. There were really cute clothes, and we had fun, and I just thought that's what people did. I didn't know about brands until, and I remember, I mean, I remember the girls' names, like who it was, Uh and she, and at that time, it was when The Gap was new. She's like, I got these pants from The Gap. They were way too expensive, and I'm thinking, (laughs) what's The Gap? You know, my first one wasn't the Puma Clydes. My first one was, uh, I bought a pair of Britannia jeans, 
Oh, yeah. And they turned out to be girls with no pocket on the butt. Oh, Dave. So, yeah, oh, no. vintage Dave. But, yeah. And I had a I had an ass, like, uh, one of the Fly Girls singer or da- backup dancers. So you look good. I looked too good. Yeah. yeah. Way too good for my seventh grade math teacher. He started wanting to arm wrestle me a lot more. Oh. 133 DGS. We're trying to make sense of what's going on in Congress right now. We're going to bring it to you in real time. Uh, they're voting on something. Okay, so they're they're voting on the motion to table. And, and I'm no John Hancock, but here's basically what I understand. Amy, maybe you'll know more than me. The Gates introduced the the motion to oust uh, McCarthy as the speaker. Uh, McCarthy has filed something that basically says like, yeah, how about we just table this and don't even vote on it? Uh, that's not supposed to pass. Uh, the Democrats met in double secret this morning. They have to decide whether they're going to save him, uh, and then kind of. Now he owes us, and uh, somehow between them and McCarthy, it turned into, no, we're not going to do that. So the Democrats are going to vote against him as a mm-hmm. voting block. And if the Republicans, if he loses five, then he's out. And just my humble opinion from my seats in the bleachers, I think this is devastating to the GOP. They're already, I mean— just look at what's happened in the last yeah. few years. Now, if you're a Trumpster out there, you think it's the best thing ever. You think Gates is a hero. He's John the Baptist. I, I get it. I won't even argue that with you because we were just so far apart on it. But for people kind of in the middle, I think the JLP brand has really been hurt. And if I'm the Democrat, I'm not going to help my right. – you know, I'm big on being a centrist and reaching across the aisle. But, you know, if the, if the team you're playing keeps – making unforced errors, you don't help them. And so I, I don't blame Hakeem Jeffries, the Democrats at all for saying, no, you want to you want to oust your Republican speaker, then go right ahead because they don't have anyone to replace him with. It's not going to be one of the little five to 20 person squad. Um, if it's like a Scalise who's sort of more in the middle, then don't you have the same problem as McCarthy? So I don't know whether it's just a McCarthy himself personality thing with Gates and these others because... I don't know. So anyway, uh, they're voting now on on let's just not do it, which I think is not going to pass. So they'll end up voting in the next hour or so, maybe in the next few minutes. And we'll let you know how that goes. Thoughts? Well, this is exactly what was talked about by people who understand this better than we do. When the vote was happening to uh, elect McCarthy in the first place, and it took all those different votes, took 15 votes to finally get there, that, yeah, all right, he won. But now he's got to preside over this. Good luck. Yeah. And it's it's really coming home to roost now with all of this. This is exactly what people were warning would happen months ago. I'm probably wrong about this, but I'm thinking slash hoping that uh, this will be a wake up call for centrists in the GOP who will push back against the fringe. I'm probably wrong. That's probably still years away. But I saw a couple people on the morning news who are uh, GOP senators and uh, representatives, and they were calling this crazy. So. Mm-hmm. so I'm trying to understand this, too. Like, what's what do they get? They're going to get another non far right person in that seat. So they're going to have the same issues, whether it's McCarthy. So unless it's purely personal and this is just blank you, McCarthy, you're going to eat it because we don't like you. That's what it is. That's what I'm saying. So, but now, then, what you have there is elected officials in the in the House using their position mm-hmm. to fight personal fights to to exact revenge on someone 
using it as a personal vendetta and not using it for anything close to the purpose of being No, there. Marjorie Taylor Greene, d- right before this vote was taking place, was approach- approached by a reporter from Politico, and she said, yes, Matt Gates, she said, who is a friend of hers, my friend, Matt Gates, um, admitted to her that he doesn't have a plan. There's no plan. No one stepped up to say, I would like the speakership. There's nothing beyond they let's oust McCarthy. That's it. That's as far as he planned. This feels like that. Uh, I think it's a meme now, but you know the movie, The Notebook? Yeah. Was it Gosling? Tell me what you want. What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> I, it's not that simple. What do you want? It feels that way. It's mm-hmm. like, I, I know what some people who are in Congress want. But it does feel like people like this, like Matt Gates, it's like they're like they're the Joker. They just do things. <laughs> yeah. Do I look like you know, someone like, who what has is, a plan? What is it? What is it that you want? What is it that you want that's going to help people? Well, he wants attention. Why well, else would well, okay, he be can, the center of every news story? Right well, that, now? that's it. That's it. You're Why playing to a crowd. Why else would he fix his hair like that? <laughs> oh man. I mean, God, he looks like butthead. <laughs> Such awful. He does literally. He's just awful. But why? Why can't we do the thing that people are elected to do, which is help make their constituents' lives better? Doesn't have to well, be massively I, I better. Really but I think the better. answer to that is what I said yesterday and what I've said before. It's the cosplay phenomenon that Matt Gates, in my opinion, is cosplaying uh, the American Revolution, and he has tens of millions of people who support him. And so pre-social media, he wouldn't have known that. But now, no matter what you think, I mean, whether it's anti-Semitic or you hate black people or you hate gay people, you'll find a huge number of people who agree sure. with you. And, and so for this movement, the far right MAGA movement, tens of millions of people out there cheering him on. And, and you know what? I, I believe this. I don't know if Amy agrees with me on this, but I believe that when your starting point as a legislator is fundamentally government is the problem, which a lot of Republicans do see it that way, going back to the Reagan days, that when that is your starting point, then how can you actually well, even bother to help people? I, I because if you think that what you do is the problem and, and America's problem is government and too much government, how can you actually help anybody? Well, there's a difference. And I think you just I don't think made there that is. distinction. There's a difference between government and too much government. There just is. I mean, the cons- true conservatives, old school conservatives, don't want a big, bloated, overreaching government, don't want the government telling you how to raise your kids or how to live your lives. They also don't want to be taxed out the wazoo, right? It's like, okay, all of these programs, government keeps expanding, expansionary fiscal policy, expansionary social policy. That is something that conservatives have pushed back against. And it's absolutely a valid motivation to get into government to reel it in. It's not that they're not anarchists. They're not against government. No, I think there are a lot of anarchists in government. In and the I, cons- I because the conservative party? oh absolutely well in a in a no. sense not the same kind of anarchy we're talking about with uh, Antifa anarchy? or whatever Those are no there's anarchists. a there is a there is a if you don't believe there are people in the Republican Party that would just love to tear the whole thing down then you're you're out of your mind so you think when they say like drain the swamp that's their version oh of I think yeah because what what swamp has been drained in the last I think, se- I think, seven I think it's years just you're overstating I don't understand. 
what you mean. You're saying that you think there are a lot of conservatives who want to burn the Constitution? I, think, I don't know if there are a lot. There are too many, though. I'm not saying burn the Constitution. Well, they're also I, not they're, actual they're not conservatives. they the people that just yeah, happen yeah, to have I'm an talking R on about, their but I'm talking about the institutions. I want to get, hold on. I want to get rid of the DEA. I want to get rid of the DOJ. I want to get, get rid, rid of the, the FBI. Department of Education. Okay, well... You don't believe in institutions. You don't believe in government. What do you believe in? Do you believe in helping people or not? To me, the two parties have become mirror images of each other, that they're both going to add trillions to the debt during any administration. They both want to tell you how to live. Uh, They just have different ways of looking at it. Uh, The right now has a very Christian Bible-based, these are my values, I'm going to force them on you. The left has very secular, humanist, uh, tiny slivers of of the population, the most important thing that we can do. But to me, they're just mirror images. Uh, Neither... Neither is going to save any money. They're they're all going to add trillions to the debt. Yeah. None of them are going to say live and let live. They're both going to try to force their values well, on I you. Mean, the, the I can't thing. think of a policy of a liberal that says you can't be who you are. Well, listen, I don't think if there's a policy that says if you're religious, you can't be religious. To Dave's point, though, to Dave's point, the two sides have adopted and appropriated tactics that were generally ascribed to the other side. And by yeah, that, I yeah. mean the left is, they've become the pearl clutchers. You're saying the wrong thing. You can't say this. They're yep. the pearl clutchers. Yep. The right is now using the state to enforce what they believe are morally or vir- uh, virtuous. They're using the state. So you're seeing people like Ron DeSantis use government power to push their ideology onto the people. And you're seeing the left become the the pearl clutcher saying, don't say this. This is ha- harsh. This is offensive. We've Where's the legislation that, that that's asking for what you're talking about, though, from the left? When you're looking at what is considered hate speech. I'm not saying there's not. I just like the Yeah, know like saying. the hate speech legislation or even when it comes to, um, and I'd have to go more to local and school board and that type of thing. Absolutely. there There's this, hmm. even the way, and I, and I love this. Even, this is just a, a illustrative of the shift. Like when you're looking at feminism, women... Today, a lot of the feminists today, they're slightly different than the bra-burning feminists of like the 70s and 80s, like the true like groundbreakers when it comes to women's rights, because what you're seeing now are some, and again, this is just saying, especially more on the academic levels and the very progressive, women at their table are saying, hey, you can't say that to me. Those are microaggressions. That's uh, that's being sexist. You can't say that. That's attacking me. That's, that's holding women down when really... And Jane Duker put it really best. She said, true sexism is not being allowed at the table. Once you're at the table and someone says something like that, you have every right to tell that person to blank off. Mm -hmm. But what we've done now is we're at the table and we're almost there's a there's a sensitivity, a pearl clutching that wasn't there before. She's like, get to the table and then tell someone to blank off versus saying this person, these are microaggressions. They're hurting my feelings. Rach, thoughts? I think Amy's putting it very yeah. well uh, as far as like the pearl clutching on the left and then the right using government powers. I I don't know. I I look at the situation with Matt Gates. I don't see him as someone with a plan. As you guys were saying, he doesn't have a plan. I just see someone who wants attention and is getting it, you know, more than he asked for, I'm sure. And I just don't know how you form a plan of attack against someone who doesn't really have their own plan. It just seems to be, let's cause as much chaos as possible and get as much notoriety as possible and all become the next big thing. I don't know how you combat that. 
I mean, I just really have also, no idea. Is anyone else just amazed at the <clears throat> immoral, amoral resilience that like a year ago, uh, Matt Gates, they, they had Venmo transactions between he and underage girls and he dodged that bullet, but rather than just taking a quiet seat in the back, now he's doing this. Like, I'm kind of amazed by that. Mm-hmm. It's a strategy. It's, you know, if 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 you can't exclusively pin me down, then I'll just get louder and louder and kind of drown out all that other noise. We've had a lot of that weird, like, strange bedfellows things. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people who are very religious jumping on the least religious person you've ever seen as their guy. Like, that's weird to me. Right? I mean... Trump doesn't doesn't well, doesn't also, represent anything in a, in religious little, at all. In a little bit, we'll we'll play the report on General Kelly's comments. Yeah, yeah. And I would never claim to be friends with General Kelly. I met him a couple times. I was on a dais with him at, at a couple things. Uh, but I watched him do one of the most amazing things I've ever done when it was the Marine Corps birthday. It was me and then Al Roboski and then the general, and he was given the keynote speech four days after his son died. Oh. And uh, they they told him, you don't need to come in. He's like, no, I'm going to do it. He's in his full dress Marine uniform. And I'm eight feet from him. And I watched him give a speech and mention his son and choke up a couple times and then just keep going. Doesn't mean he's an angel to say a perfect man. But uh, all those stories we heard like three years or so ago about Donald Trump saying he didn't want to be around the disabled veteran and made him look bad. These guys are losers. What's in it for them? They're a bunch of suckers. General Kelly says all those things happened. Um, and, and, and again, like you said, like religious people jumping on it, all the people who are so staunchly in support of the military mm-hmm. and veterans, and yet we'll call General Kelly a liar. And, and Millie now too. And Millie to support Donald Trump. I when I say I don't understand it, I really mean that. Oh yeah, I'm same with you. Yeah. Oh, we we talked about it a little bit today, and we had a texter who said, "Well," and he sent a a, a tweet to oh. me from Sarah Sanders, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, from three years ago, who said that Atlantic story is false. None of that ever happened. And I go, okay, so here's a close advisor to the president who was in the military who says it did happen, and he was there for all of it. And this guy's response was, well, maybe he's biased because his son died in Afghanistan. I'm like, all right. Well, if you can't, yeah. you can't take the guy close to the president and you want to find the information that backs up what you think, then there's nothing to talk about here. Yeah. yeah. Welcome back, guys. DGS. So just keeping you up to date, the uh, House fails to uh, stop the vote to oust Kevin McCarthy as speaker. So that's going to happen in a few minutes. Uh, What's happening right now are people are stepping up and making little speeches. Uh, I guess because it's his bill, Matt Gaetz is sitting front and center next to the speaker. uh, The person who's speaking and the person who's speaking right now is speaking on on behalf of Kevin McCarthy saying like, hey, don't we remember what happened back in January? We went through all this. This is a self-inflicted wound. This is really stupid. Kind of what, you know, we were saying in the first hour. Uh, But, you know, they'll let a couple of people talk, I guess, and then they'll have another vote. And if there are five or more votes to oust him, he will be ousted. At that point, I'll need like a, a John Hancock or someone to tell me like, okay, so the United States of America has no speaker. Now what happens? Yeah, yeah. they. they I can, guess they go back to that whole dog and pony show that they did when they took over. I was reading about this because I was curious too. They, they they'll be able to choose someone, uh, President Pro Tem, that has no limit. Like there's there's nothing that says you have to have an actually 
like an elected, um, what do you call it? Uh, speaker. Speaker. That you can use the speaker pro tem, and that can be indefinite. You never have to have the big round of votes like they did for McCarthy back, and they don't have to go through any of that if they can find an appointment somehow. And I don't know how that happens. I'm not entirely sure what makes that different in terms of the process of putting that person in place. I'm not sure. I mean, I understand sort of like what's his face, Jeffrey Clark, who wanted to be the AG on January 6th. But if I'm sitting in the House of Representatives and someone comes to me and they're like, hey, Dave, you want to be the next speaker? Hell no. You kidding me? No. Mm -hmm. No. Doesn't look like fun. Keep your head low until the crazy train. This guy speaking now, Bob Good, he's one of the five that uh, allegedly would vote for his ouster. So it's good. Oh, and, okay. And, I misread and, what he was saying then. Andy Biggs. Well, this this was reported about uh, an hour ago, so maybe things have changed. But Andy Biggs was one of them. Uh, another two guys from Arizona, and I can't remember the fourth, but Bob Good was one of them. Hmm. So this is fun. Yeah, and here's a headline I just saw. It says, even if McCarthy loses today, it doesn't mean he'll lose his speakership. <laughs> He could still get it back. Whole thing's theater. Lots of drama <laughs> in the House of Representatives. Woo-hoo. Do you think other countries look at it and laugh, or do you think that they yes. have their own problems, or they don't care? They're just happy to see the big giant brought down. I think some of both, because there, I mean, there are countries where they literally fist fight in their Congress. Right. So they're probably looking at this going, amateurs. <laughs> <laughs> Punch him. Although those aren't really the ones we want to be. Um, yeah, I would bet a lot of Europe, and maybe I'm, I guarantee you. The countries that want us to struggle love it. China and Russia have to love it. Oh, they love this. Okay, very wide general question, but uh, Rachel and Andrew, in general, do you feel like your generation will get stupider or reel this craziness back in, in general? I think the cat's kind of out of the bag. You just see people exploiting the weaknesses and going around the social norms. I, I don't know how you suddenly decide, like, if you're a grifter or you're someone who has an agenda, I don't know why you suddenly start uh, behaving yourself <laughs> once you know that this kind of stuff is possible. Yeah, and I, I kind of point to... feels like a miracle that it wasn't happening sooner than this, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I would almost point to my generation as the ones that like propelled a lot of this behavior when they were a little younger, right? You saw with a lot of like, you know, 4chan websites like that. Websites that were uh, with the with the coming advent of like being anonymous on the Internet that allowed you to be as like whether you were just trolling and joking or whether you were being totally serious about it, you could be as like way far right as you yeah. wanted. Right. And so you could propel that kind of behavior. And that's where I think the Matt Gates of the world were born out of. Yeah. Um, so the uh, vote will happen during the show, probably during the next hour. We'll bring it to you live. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.